the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How about that gross domestic product? We like to call it the GDP here on the John Stockerwald Show, and I have to admit it's not something that has a lot to do with my happiness or, you know, general well-being. I don't get up every day and ask, you know, how's the GDP doing? But it's at 4.1 today, and that's a big deal because when Donald Trump, the candidate, uh, promised a GDP over 4, maybe as high as 5, which they're saying it could go to, uh, just about everybody laughed at him, including a lot of Republicans. I saw a tweet from Dennis Miller last night, the comedian. Uh, he said, I find it strange to think about people not being able to get out of bed today if they wake up to a GDP over four. I think he might have been referring to the um, to the Democrats and the never Trumpers. It's the biggest jump since 2014. And Democrats heads, of course, are exploding all over the country. Uh, and, of course, this news came out on the same day that the remains of Americans killed during the Korean War were uh, coming home after being sent home by the North Koreans. And the Democrats told you that he was going to start World War III with them. Of course, most of the media's focus is going to be on uh, Trump's uh, former fixer, uh, Michael Cohen, saying that Trump lied when he said he didn't know about Donald Jr.'s meeting with the Russians at Trump Tower a few months before the election. Trump, of course, is denying that. And have you had enough of the Russian collusion story? Sorry, but I've reached the point of... I change the channel when I hear it being discussed. I, I, really, I, I don't care. I'm tired of it. It's been two years. Arrest the president. Take him away in handcuffs. Impeach him. We'll move on with Mike Pence, but get on with it. I mean, Bob Mueller's got to show us what he's got, doesn't he? Not what he's got on Junior or what he's got on the president's uh, former girlfriends or his former attorney. Come up with the goods or shut it down. And no matter what happens, no matter what happens uh, with all this, uh, my favorite thing about Donald Trump will always be that he's not Mrs. William Clinton. I can't even begin to imagine what it would have been like to have had to watch her pop up on the news every day for the last year and a half. I mean, just putting up with her cough would have been annoying enough. And here we are 20 months beyond the election. And the liberals, they, they still can't accept the fact that the missus lost. And how did she lose? Or more to the point, how did Trump win? Well, my guest coming up after the break co-authored a book that explains it all. She's a Pittsburgher, too. Uh, Salen Zito. Selena, I'm sorry, Selena Zito, who used to be a columnist for the Pittsburgh Trib, wrote along with uh, Brad Todd, uh, the, the book's called The Great Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition Reshaping American Politics. And the reviews sound like she wrote them herself. Here's what the, the Washington Post says. A remarkable book, a dig deep into electoral earthquake of 2016. USA Today says most of the pundits tried to explain the rise of Trump voters by pointing to racism or economic resentment or racism or cultural change or even, you know, racism as an explanation. But Selena Zito and Brad Todd tried something different. They went to the voters and asked them. Imagine that, huh? There are great reviews from The Atlantic, uh, The Wall Street Journal, The Guardian, even the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. So when we come back, we'll ask Selena Zito what she and Brad Todd asked and what they found out. Stay there. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you 
owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. The one thing I loved about working with him, we got to pray with our patients. And I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. At the medicine shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles get tight. Some people it's GI. Some people it can be a rash. Some people their immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day is different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today. 888-865-9595. I'm Andy Solomon. Just as clouds can take many shapes, your Cheetos can too. And it's clear that Cheetos fans are exceptionally creative when it comes to identifying interesting shapes in their Cheetos snacks. Brandy Ray, Director of Marketing for Frito-Lay. This summer, the Cheetos brand will once again encourage fans to let their imaginations roam as they look for unique shapes in their Cheeto snacks for a chance to win what they see. Fans can submit a photo and description of what they see in their interestingly shaped Cheetos. For each entry period, Cheetos will pick a winner and customize a -a one-of-a-kind prize inspired by their winning Cheetos shape. If you're eating your favorite Cheeto snack and see a shape that looks like a guitar, you might just win an electric guitar and concert tickets. Or if you find a Cheeto shape that resembles a lobster claw, you might win a trip to Maine for a lobster feast. Over the 10-week contest, eight winners will receive a prize value up to $11,000. No purchase necessary. For more information and to submit your unique Cheeto entry, go to CheetosWinWhatYouSee.com. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And they're no loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge mention am 1250 and get an exclusive 10 percent discount for listeners of this station only why pay double before you buy visit windowsruspittsburgh.com they're more than a window company they're the area's premier exterior replacement company windowsruspittsburgh.com the john steigerwall show am 1250 the answer as the uh, reviewer for USA Today uh, said, uh, most of the pundits were shocked when Donald Trump uh, beat Hillary Clinton in 2016, and they had all kinds of theories why, and a lot of those theories came back to racism. But Selena Zito and Brad Todd came up with a crazy idea. They decided to, you know, ask the voters, and what they found is in the, a book called The Great Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition Reshaping American Politics, Selena is here right now with us. And Selena, thanks for being here. Are you in Pittsburgh or are you on the road somewhere as you usually are? I just got home. So I can say I am in Pittsburgh temporarily because I hit the road. Um, tom- tomorrow I'm going to be on Face the Nation on Sunday. Wow. So, um, um, but uh, I'm, I'm happily home. Well, I see you're, you're uh, making the rounds of the shows. I, I'll, I'll talk to you about that in a minute. But. Um, I noticed that the title of your book says Reshaping American Politics, not Reshaped. So I'm guessing you think it's uh, this is the beginning of a process. Uh, it's not the end anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if the populist movement was measured, say, by the size of Mount Everest, right? Like if you were looking at Mount Everest as your model, and the top of it is the peak of it. Uh, Brad and I all need a web camp. Uh, so... <laughs> 
This is just getting started. The reason that we decided to write The Great Revolt, in 2016, um, I, I had traveled the country, went all, all across the, the country, back and forth, first working for the, um, the old Pittsburgh Tribune Review, and then um, um, in September of 2016, took a, a buyout and was freelancing uh, until... Um, day after the election. That's a that's another funny, interesting story. But I I wrote in July of two thousand and sixteen that Donald Trump was going to win this election. And this is how I came to that conclusion. I drove to all sixty seven of Pennsylvania's counties, took me a little bit over a week and 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 did a lot of reporting out of those counties. Now there's some counties where the behavior was as expected. If it was a, a very democratic um, county, then and nothing really was changing. Same as, as, as if it was a very Republican uh, county. You, you know, nothing, you know, there was nothing unique there. But I noticed 10 counties that looked as though they were about to do something incredibly different. Now, first, the first thing that caught my eye were the amount of signs, and everybody always yelled at me. They said, "Zero signs don't vote. Signs don't vote." But homemade signs are completely different story than the kind you can go down to your local um, elective office and pick up to put in your in your in your front yard. We I saw signs, uh, homemade signs in, in in these in particular in these ten counties, and and they were. Um, I mean, I saw houses painted with Trump on the side. I saw uh, barns. I even saw a horse with Trump painted on the side. And and so I did a lot of interviewing in these 10 counties. And I went back and I wrote the story. I said, Trump is going to win in, 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 in these 10 counties or why. If at least 2,000 more voters show up in these counties, than they did for Mitt Romney in 2012. It doesn't matter what happens in Philadelphia. It doesn't matter if she exceeds Barack Obama's numbers or if she um, if she exceeds them. If these 10 counties flip, which included Erie and Luzerne and Washington and Cambria, if they if they flip and or add 2,000 more votes this race is over. And if Pennsylvania is over, then that means that uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Iowa, North Carolina, and Florida are already gone. Why? Because Pennsylvania is five points more democratic than those states. So I understood that the potential is there. Plus, I had spent a lot of time in Wisconsin and Michigan and Iowa. I understood something different was happening in this election. So you um, were convinced in July, what's that, four months, yeah. three, four months before the election, that he was yeah. going to win. And mm-hmm. did you did you feel that way right up till Election Day? There was only one pause in my in in, in my. You know, in, in my you know, strident belief that it was going to happen. And that was the day that the Access Hollywood uh-huh. uh, tape came out. I thought it was but over then, too. I did. I thought that was, he should I, just quit, you know? It was, it was just, it was a brief moment, though, because what I had done is something that I just typically don't do. I relied on Twitter to, to give me a feel for what was going on. The next morning, I woke up. And I walked to Mass uh, from my house, and I saw something that I, I never saw before. On, on my street, I saw a bunch of homemade Trump signs pop up. And I was like, wait, what? This shouldn't be happening. People are more excited. So I immediately, as soon as I was going to church, I got in the car, and I, and I, and I drove to Ohio. I started talking to people in the Mahoning Valley. And they are like, yeah, um, we kind of figured this is the kind of guy he was. Voters decided to make a pragmatic choice uh, in this election, and and that was part of why Trump won. In the Great Revolt, um, I outlined seven different types of archetypes of voters, the most surprising ones, the ones that most pundits missed, but I saw emerging as I was interviewing people. When I, when I go out and interview people, I don't take a highway and I don't fly. I don't take the interstate of the turnpike. I always take the back roads 
that gives you a better understanding of what's going on in the country and a better understanding of how the layers in counties have changed. So it gave me a better feel for what was happening. Now, um, how how was it that, I think you've explained maybe, uh, how is that the how it was that the polls were so wrong about, uh, I mean, they, everybody thought it was a slam dunk, Hillary Clinton was going to win, uh, and it was because of what the polls were showing, but are those, right. the, the polls missed it, but I got to ask you, his, his poll numbers now are in the, what, mid-40s, low-40s, would you, based on your uh, traveling around the country and what you found out during uh, 2016, would you say that those numbers are lower than uh, what they actually are and that his uh, he, he's more popular than the polls would have you believe? I, I My assessment is, and I'm, I'm always on the road, is that nothing has changed since November 9th, about 2 o'clock in the morning, 2016. If you voted for Donald Trump, you're still optimistic uh, about the future. If you didn't, your hair is still on fire, and you still can't... <laughs> right. You still can't... Um, believe, and you still believe he is an illegitimate president. Nothing has changed. And, and, um, and, and that sort of, I don't know what that says about polling. Here's what, here's what happened to polls, though. Um, because people are so difficult to reach, uh, these days, you know, it's not like everybody had a landline and, you know, and, and everybody was at home during the day or in the evening. That's just not who we are in this country anymore. <laughs> you have to rely on cell phones, and that's unreliable. So what do you do? You do modeling. You take a look at what happened four years before, maybe calculate in what happened in the midterm, and try to figure out who the likely voter was. Well, you know, in the Great Revolt, I went to uh, 10 counties that voted Obama, Obama, Trump. You couldn't model those voters because they voted for Obama twice. The calculation was they were going to vote for uh, for Hillary Clinton. These voters were missed. And because we're in the middle of this sort of populist conservatism, um, there and, and people don't understand what populism means today. It, it means populism means different things for different eras. This is not the same populism as, say, the 1930s or even the 1890s. This is a healthy skepticism of all things uh, big. So think big government, big institutions, big sports, uh, big entertainment, big Hollywood. Um, there are people are skeptical in big media. Look at how our profession is viewed today. It certainly doesn't have that sort of respect that we had, John, you and I are about the same age, um, that we have when we heard um, uh, Walter Conkrite or, or Hunkley and Brinkley sort of just passionately reading the news. Yeah, I think um, the reaction now is the, the the first reaction when you were you heard Walter hmm. Cronkite was to believe him. And the first yeah. reaction, no matter who you hear, and it also depends on how you stand politically, where you stand politically, um, the first reaction is cynicism, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not believing anything anybody says on CNN, and the liberals don't right. want to hear anything that anybody on Fox says. Right. It's 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 we're we're all skeptics. And look, um, what what people are also sort of missing um, among the Democratic they're going through their own populism right now, very similar in a lot of ways. Again, it's a skepticism of the larger institutions. So if you look at the DNC, most Democrats will tell you they don't trust them as an organization, that they failed them in 2016, either if you are a Biden supporter or if you are a Hillary supporter. You believe that they didn't behave in the right way. And, and so if you're a Democrat, you're still, you have these same sort of sentiments, too, against these larger institutions. And that's sort of what is the challenge for both parties. Is a right in, in the Great Revolt. Donald Trump did something really unique in that he blew up both political parties. This guy is not an ideologue. He blew up both parties. If you remember, he was always saying, well, you know, I think the system is rigged and I'm not going to hold that, you know, that, that, that pledge that I signed or I might run as an independent. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of pundits stepped back and said, oh, he's, if he's the nominee, 
is totally not going to bring the party back together. What they didn't realize was, is this is the new Republican Party. It has a lot of tenants of the old sort of New Deal Democrats as part of this party. So when you look at things like tariffs or trade or farm subsidies, these, these sort of government involvement aren't repulsive to these voters because they believe that government should do some things. It just shouldn't do all things. We're talking to so, uh, Selena, um, uh, Z- Selena Zito, who's, uh, who's um, <laughs> uh, an author of the book. I was looking for your, your co-authors, uh, Brad Todd, right? Is that right. his name? Yeah. Um, the, the Great yeah. Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition Reshaping American Politics. Um, you mentioned uh, his, the, the poll numbers and the fact that he's, you know, what he's, his, whether was, where his popularity is now and, and the Republicans accepting him. I think uh, his, his Republican numbers are in the eight, high 80s, I think. Uh, which oh, they're is, all in the ninety. They're, they're yeah. at ninety percent among Republican voters. Yeah, and that's—I don't even think Reagan did any better than that. Um, so, I have a—I have a tweet here from someone. It says the Great Revolt by Selena Zito and Brad Todd does much to tell the story of our great election victory. The forgotten men and women are forgotten no longer. Somebody, <laughs> somebody named Donald Trump tweeted that at some point. What was that like when you saw that? Did you know that was coming, or did it just kind of pop no, up at you? I had no idea that was coming. I was on, uh, I had done, I work for CNN. I'm a contributor for CNN, but as part, of my, as part of my book contract, I was allowed to go on Fox and Friends. So I had been on there at like 6.30 in the morning, and, uh, and it was now 9 o'clock. I'm on the air live with on CNN in the news desk in the newsroom in New York with Poppy Harlow. We're talking about the book, and she turns to me and she has her laptop open and her eyes are as wide as saucers. And she said, "Oh my God, the president just tweeted about your book." And I said, "Oh my God, what did he say?" Because <laughs> I had no idea the book. You know, the book. A lot of the parts talk. A lot of parts of the book talk about. Um, some of the things that Trump did that were different than anybody else had ever done, like the way he uses um, social media, right. um, and the way he eliminates the curator. But mostly, the Great Revolt is about the, the, the people that put him into office. And it dispels a lot of myths about who they are, about, uh, uh, about what their education level is, about, about what their belief system is, and about their more, almost all of them made a more pragmatic decision to vote for him. Uh, but so, yeah, and, and there's some parts where, you know, um, you know, I, I, you know, I don't gloss anything over uh, about the president. He certainly has his faults and he makes sure that he lets us know every day what they are. So I didn't know if he would, <laughs> what he would say about the book when he tweeted, but obviously it was a very nice tweet. And, you know, um, like you mentioned the, you, you, you thought he might've been done, uh, when the Access Hollywood, uh, tape came out. And yeah, for about I, four hours. Yeah, I thought I thought so too. I think I I even thought maybe you know maybe it's time just you know okay nice try and you know hand it over to Mike Pence or do whatever you got to do. But I also knew at the time, at least I was pretty sure at the time, that whatever if there were men who were going to vote for him, they weren't going to change their vote based on that because any any man who was you know an actual man would know that that was locker room talk and it meant nothing. Nothing whatsoever, other than it was just a couple of guys, you know. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it was the women who didn't leave him. Yeah, the women didn't leave him. If anything, it actually made them rally around him stronger. Um, a lot of them said, "Look, uh, uh, I like it, but I'm sure I know for a fact that the brother talks like this. I know for a fact my husband, my boyfriend, I heard my dad talk like this. Right. You know, it's it's." it's this is sort of that pragmatism that entered into to voters' um, decision making in, in in supporting um, Mr. Trump in 2016. Uh, the book, The Great Revolt, actually just has gone. I just found out right before we went on the air that um, it's going into its fourth printing. Yep. So um, hey, that's really good. Hey, Selena, I, I got to take a break. You're going to stick around. We'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Sounds we'll be great. back and talk to Selena Zito some more. Stick around.
with SRN News. I'm Val Dior. The U.S. economy accelerated last quarter at an annual rate of 4.1%. The government estimated as consumers spent tax cut money, businesses stepped up investment, and exporters rushed to ship their goods ahead of a retaliatory tariff. President Trump says he was thrilled with what he called an amazing growth rate, the strongest quarterly figure since 2014, and said it wasn't a one-time shot. 55 flag-draped cases believed to hold remains of U.S. servicemen killed in the Korean War have been received at an airbase in South Korea after a U.S. plane made a rare trip into North Korea to retrieve those remains. The handover follows a promise Kim Jong-un made to President Trump when the leaders met in June and is the first tangible result from the much-hyped summit. On Wall Street, the Dow closing down 76 to 25,451. NASDAQ down 115. S&P down 19. You're listening to SRN News. Ah, the bull elk's bugle, one of nature's most wondrous sounds. That is not a bull elk, that's Kim. Her RV sewage tank is spewing all over her camper. Way, way out in the middle of elk country. Yep, there's an elk. And that's Kim. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. On the streets of Miami, speed is the law. So when a corn dog goes after the wrong girl, oh, heartburn. one man will bring her Tums Ultra Strength. I'm on my way. Don't get wrecked by heartburn. Nothing works faster than Tums. Your mustard's fast, but my Tums are faster. And with Tums on the go rolls, it's never been easier to leave heartburn behind. You did it. Yeah. You gonna finish that corn dog? Tums Ultra Strength, available in a store near you. Mike Gallagher sees a win for the Republicans in November if we take some advice. With this new era of confrontation that seems justified by a lot of people on the left. Here's what I'm concerned about. I'll be very blunt. I don't want us to be like them. As long as we're not like them, we're going to beat them where it counts, and that's on November 6th. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The answer. From college choice to scholarships to internships, there's a lot riding on those SAT and ACT scores. I'm Christopher Rico, and at Tricycle Learning Company, I'll show you ways to increase those scores and maximize your college opportunities. I'll teach you how to approach the test by breaking it into its basic elements, showing you how to convert stress into motion, along with tips and tricks to get you through and improve your score. Move forward with Tricycle Learning. For individual or group sessions, visit tricyclelearning.com today. If only Allegheny County's poorer performing school districts had more money, they could deliver better academic results, right? Sorry, but no, as a recent study by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy shows. The arguments about inequitable and inadequate funding largely are a diversionary tactic to avoid discussing real solutions to address grossly deficient academic achievement. Learn more about this school funding red herring at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking has been challenged since 1995. This is Mike Howard, General Sales Manager at Salem Media Pittsburgh. You've heard me recruit for salespeople for quite a while now, always looking for professionals who just have to be in the sales arena because they love the hunt for new business, have those antennas up, and just simply know how to get appointments. Well, I'm here to tell you that is still exactly what I am looking for, but not just to be in radio. Salem Media Pittsburgh truly is much more. So much so that all of our team's titles have changed to Integrated Marketing Strategist. What that means is we now incorporate everything regarding digital marketing into our daily services. From web design to social media and reputation management, plus all things digital marketing, including retargeting, Facebook, SEO and SEM, and much more. So if the sales skills I mentioned before apply to you, plus you have a knack or even experience in digital marketing sales, you definitely need to contact us. Would you do that, please? Log on to SalemMedia.com and click the careers link and search Pittsburgh to apply. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Pretty solid on the Parkway West on the inbound side, Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound Banksville Road to Carnegie. Parkway East, that's slow outbound. Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. And a lot of delays inbound from 30 to the Tunnel and Boulevard of the Allies to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Also jamming up northbound 79, Parkway North up to Route 19 and outbound 28. Very heavy Veterans Bridge to the Highland Park Bridge. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Spotty showers and thunderstorms will be moving away from the area by early evening. Partly cloudy and turning more comfortable tonight. Low 58 tomorrow, partly sunny and nice afternoon, high 78. Some patchy clouds tomorrow night, low again 58 degrees. Sunday remaining nice with a mixture of sunshine and clouds. A high for Sunday, 78 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Back with Selena Zito, who's written a book called The Great Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition Reshaping, Reshaping American Politics. Uh, she wrote it along with uh, uh, Brad Todd. Um, it's interesting, uh, Selena, that, um, that there's so much, especially now with all the technology and, and the ability to, um, the, to analyze data that's out there and, and the data that's available to everybody, that you, I know that you, I know, I, I, I know that Brad Todd is a is a guy with the experience in doing actual polling for the Republicans, but you came to your conclusion that Donald Trump was going to win without any of the science. You came to it just yeah. from from talking to people and looking at signs. I mean, um, I don't know that there's anybody in the country uh, uh, who who c- could claim to have come to the conclusion that you did based on that they would allow i'm sure they were laughing at you at the time when you were saying it oh yeah i took a lot i still take a lot of heat on social media and and from some reporters uh about how i report look it's not a perfect science but i i have always had the ability to understand what's going on by the way i i approach my reporting i try to do it as a local reporter so when I get into a town, as I said, I only use back roads, and I I, um, I I always stay to bed and breakfast. So the first person I meet in in a region uh, is a small business owner. They pretty much know where all the bodies are buried. They know what's going on, and I try to go to you know local events like a high school basketball game yep. or a football game. Go to church. Um, and, and, you know, go to a festival. But wait a minute, uh, Selena, that, that, my... that actually requires work and, um, and, <laughs> and time. And why are you doing that? Because I don't see, I, I don't think that some of the people in the media who might uh, turn their nose up at your metho- methodology, that um, I don't see them not flying first class when they come to Pittsburgh <laughs> and, and staying at downtown at one of the nice hotels. I don't see them staying in a bed and breakfast in um, in Beaver County somewhere. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the model for the larger news organizations, again, I, I work for CNN, but um, uh, the model for lo- larger news organizations are that, you know, uh, all the reporters travel together as part of a pool. Um, usually there's about 30 to 40 reporters. Uh, and this is why I knew something different was happening, and they probably missed it, because they come in all together. They fly in and they uh, into the airport, and they stay at the Marriott by the airport, mm-hmm. uh, get their points, get their Starbucks. And they all head into town. They were covering a rally. They all head into town and, um, you know, together. And, and they miss what's happening in the town because they've been at an airport, then in the suburbs, and then they're plopped down in, in some place in, in the middle of, I never say middle of nowhere, the middle of somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, my approach has traditionally been, as long as I had enough notice to know that a rally was happening, is I get to that, that town, whether it was in Wisconsin or Pennsylvania or Florida, wherever it was, I get to that area a, a couple of days ahead of time, and I get to know the town. I eat the local places. You know, as I said, I, I you know I try to take up and involve myself in some sort of community event, um, and and then I get to the uh, rally like five hours earlier. Well, if you did that, you could see a whole different. I understand why people didn't know what was happening because when they were at home, they because of the way the reporters have this, uh, the way they uh, approach it, they these reporters would arrive like eight minutes before Trump would come on, and uh, they were put in a cage. I was also put in a cage, uh, and and so your instincts are a little bit clouded by that, and you tend to pick out the oddities rather than the normal and or the regular, because the regular and the normal is kind of boring. And I would watch the packages, 
And everyone had would have the same three weird people that were at the um, at a Trump event, and they'd all pick out the same seven different phrases that they said. Now, if I was sitting at home, I would say, "Oh God, he's not going to win." We were crazy, but because I was at the event. I was actually able to hang out with these people beforehand. I mean, it was like going to a tailgate party. They had their kids there, their, their grandparents, their neighbors. They brought their, their little folding soccer chairs. Um, and, and, the part, and the event was very festive and joyful. People were happy. The, uh, because the people that they would pick out, the oddities, the angry people, that's what they assumed then the whole entire event was about. Uh, and, and then the, instead of getting like the whole speech, the, you know, you get these seven snippets where in between those seven crazy things that he said, he actually talked about things that were very important to them. Uh, he talked about things that impacted their communities and, 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 or impacted the courts, things that were very important to why, what brought them out to vote. And so I saw how it could happen. I saw how, and I would see people there that I would, you know, you know, I would interview people, and, you know, it would be person after person was like, I'm a Democrat, I voted for Obama, I voted for him twice, yeah, I still like him, I don't like his policies, I like, I don't like this guy that much, but I do like his policies. It was, but it took a lot of work. I spent a lot of time not at home. Yeah, that, that's obvious. Now, I have to ask you. With everything going on now, I mean, every day there's something different about, uh, you know, with with uh, Cohen, uh, it'll be if it's not Stormy Daniels, it's some scandal that I don't think most people care about, at least the people who supported him. But uh, if you were if you watch the news, even if you if you if you only watch Fox, you still get the impression that he's embattled like this is, oh, my God, how's he? He's not. He's, can he survive? And, you know, he's he's hanging on by a thread and. I just have a feeling, and I want to see what you think, because I think you know better than anybody, uh, based on you're still traveling around talking to people. If he runs today, tomorrow, does he win again? Yeah, for sure. Uh, look, and, and, I'm, and I have to, you know, a lot of people say, are you say things like that because you like him? I don't vote the elections I cover. I didn't vote for the guy. I, I interviewed, interviewed all 22 people that ran for uh, on the Democrat and Republican side who ran, including all the way up to Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump before the election. But you got to be, you have to be able to be dispassionate and step your step away and take a look at his coalition. His coalition is not just thriving; it's growing, and he is not the cause of this populist coalition. He's just the result of it. And that's what people are, are unable, that, that don't understand it, are unable to sort of uh, calculate in understanding what happens next. Well, Selena, let me, so, I, I, sorry to interrupt, but I, I'm going to start to run a little short on time. I want to make sure I get this in. What, if, you, if, you, if you were on with, say, Chris Matthews an hour from now on MSNBC and said what you just said, that his coalition is growing, would he laugh you off the stay, laugh you off the set? Well, I can't go on MSNBC because I know, but I'm just CNN, saying this. I'm picking him out because he's. I, I can laugh at I can laugh at on CNN for saying yeah. that, but that's my job. It's not because I want it. It's because it's the reality. And until we as journalists start operating in what is rather than what we want it to be, we're not going to be able to be good storytellers. But what you're this saying makes so much it makes so much sense. And and the based on what you observed in July of 2016, you decided that he was going to win when basically everybody said he was going to lose. Why wouldn't they respect your opinion more? And why do they keep sticking to what they just refuse to accept what's out there? And they're they're they must be going on what the media are feeding them. They're feeding themselves, but they're also they're surrounded by people who think the way they do. Right, that's the, and there you have it. That's that's sort of the the problem. And I talk about this in the Great Revolt at, at length. Um, we are in so many unbelievable bubbles today. In in particular, my profession is is located in these high zip code um, uh, um, uh, bubbles. People with high incomes, people with high educations, PhDs, master's degrees. Um, there's not a diversity of, of uh, opinion, and, and almost everyone thinks alike. You, and, and the same thing happens with, like, the NFL, 
okay? Take a look at the NFL. Those made nothing but a bonehead decision, right? One after the PR decision on, on um, the kneeling with the national anthem. They have not had a good message. They keep trying to um, appeal to I don't know who. But where are they located? Where are their headquarters? Yep. New York. They're in, Park they're, Avenue. They're, they're clueless. Park Avenue. They should yep. be in Canton, Ohio. That's right. And they, and and that's what that's the thing that, that people learn from the, the Great Revolt is this coalition is the next frontier is is not just impacting the ballot box. It's impacting how we shop, how we spend our uh, our our disposable income. What we enjoy, look at the numbers with the NFL, how they have dropped. Look what numbers have, have, have gone back up. Well, it's been college football. Yeah, and you know you know the what? Uh, it's interesting you mentioned Canton, Ohio. I mean, I know the Hall of Fame is there, but uh, I, I think it was 2008. I had, um, I had some time for some reason. I went to school in Canton, Ohio at a place called Walsh College, which is now Walsh University. I went there a million years ago. But I, I decided one day I was going to drive up there. Or it could have been I was taking a trip to the to the Hall of Fame for a story for TV. I don't know. But I, I stopped in Lisbon, Ohio. I was driving up there. Oh, yeah. Lisbon, uh, Ohio, where the Steel Valley is. Yeah, what a great little town. And I stopped in yeah. the diner because that's what I do when I go through places like that. And I sat there. I was by myself. And I just looked around and I said, this is America here. Yeah. Uh, people yeah, people absolutely. don't understand that it's not New York, it's not San Francisco, it's not L.A., it's not even Pittsburgh. The, yeah. I, I was sitting there talking to these people, and across the street was the, I think it was the Democratic headquarters. I can't remember if it was Obama who was running, or it might have been Kerry. I can't remember what year it was. It was a long time ago. But, but I, I, when you mentioned Ohio, and, it, and what you're saying to me today just makes me think of that. What struck me when I was sitting at that diner talking to the people who work there and just watching people walking around and just looking at the town. And I thought, this is this is what America is. And these people, they don't get it. They don't get it. Yeah. No. You I got mean, it. It was sad. It was sad to me. Okay, that's Stark County. That's where Clinton, yeah. Ohio is located. Stark County voted Obama twice, and then they voted for Trump. Uh-huh. But they, people still sort of compartmentalize and call these voters racist and uneducated and, yep. and stuck in the past. Of course. They're and the, what's, what's important about the Great Revolt is it really, really digs into who the Trump voters are and what led them there. And there's so many surprises in there. And this is a, for a Democrat or a Republican. It's a very instructive book as to as to what happens next and how to understand it. I have to ask you before we go here. Um, the Democrats are leaning towards socialism now. It would appear, uh-huh. unless that's just what's getting the attention. But uh, to me, that is such insanity that I can't even begin to believe it. But it is out there, and they're taking socialists seriously. I mean, how many votes did Bernie get? But um, are they misreading it too to, to think that that's going to work? That that's going to sell? Who's going to like? You're talking about they don't, people don't like big things anymore and they don't like yeah. big government so the democrats are thinking they're going to win by going socialist yeah and the, see the democrats are going through their own uh, uh populist uh co- reshaping as well um there are some similarities in the mistrust of of larger institutions but uh there uh they are going left you saw uh, four races in pennsylvania in may where four incumbent male moderate democrats lost to four women, two in Pittsburgh and two in Philadelphia, who were backed by the uh, Democratic Socialists of America Party. They weren't members, but they had a heavy backing by them. So that is when when your party is realigning and you're in the infancy infancy of it, um, this, this sometimes will get the most attention. Uh, I'm not sure yet if this will be the... Uh, the the platform, but certainly things like abolish ICE and making it illegal to uh, <laughs> to uh, to use plastic straws. Yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah. got to get the straws. Yeah. I, well, I mean, and that's that's the challenge that the Democrats face. Look, and the Claire McCaskill of Missouri, U.S. Senator Democrat, she uh, stood up in a Democratic conference a couple weeks ago and told 
everyone to buy the book because they need to understand wow. how to win these voters back. Well, Selena, so this, I, is I, a, this is a book for everybody. I, I got to go. The book is The Great Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition Reshaping American Politics. And uh, great stuff. Really appreciate it. And you are were the smarter than everybody in 2016. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Okay. And we will be right back. One thing I loved about working with him, we got to pray with our patients. And I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. At the Medicine Shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles get tight. Some people, it's GI. Some people, it can be a rash. Some people, they're immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day is different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today. 888-865-9595. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity. Made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. Obamacare, Trumpcare, ACA, Cobra. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today, fortunately. I know someone who has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60 percent, which can add up several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Even though the 4th of July is behind us, every July is our independence month. Become a patriot. Declare your independence from big mobile companies. Break free from big mobile's hidden fees, the line charges, the complicated pricing. Start celebrating simplicity with Patriot Mobile. And the pricing is simple and straightforward. Patriot Mobile also covers your switching and installment fees as a contract credit, up to $1,500 per account when you join. And from each Patriot's bill comes a contribution to the vital donations of conservative organizations that fight for freedom every day. What a great month to remember that. This month, enjoy a new Motorola E4 or an E4 Plus smartphone for only $4 a month. Save over 40% on this terrific water-resistant phone, perfect for summer, and help bring about conservative change. Independence has never sounded so liberating. Don't wait. Offer only available while supplies last. Make the switch today by calling 1-800-A-PATRIOT or by visiting www.patriotmobile.com forward slash you. That's patriotmobile.com forward slash you. Be a patriot. Switch. Make conservative change happen every time you use your cell phone. Patriot Mobile, your new cellular resource for patriotism. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Selena Zito talked about how Donald Trump tapped into people who don't like bigness, don't like arrogant elites. Well, here's a pretty good example of government elites abusing their power. It's based on their arrogance. You know, they know what's best for you. In San Francisco... They want to ban cafeterias. 
Two city supervisors announced on Tuesday that they'd like to, they're going to be introducing legislation, actually, that would make it against the law for corporations to have cafeterias for their employers, you know, uh, employees, rather. You know, it's the cafeteria on campus there at the corporation. They'll use zoning codes to prevent any new cafeterias from being created. The existing ones are going to be allowed to stick around. That's a nice of the uh, county, whatever, the city supervisors, whatever they are. Apparently, the elected idiots don't like the fact that the tech workers don't come out of their buildings and give the local restaurants their business. Somebody named Asha Safay says, quote, we don't want employers, employees, sorry, biking, biking or driving into their office, staying there all day and going home. This is about getting people out of their offices, interacting with the community and adding to the vibrancy of the community. Yeah. The vibrancy of the community. This is the community where people poop on the street, okay? So we want to force people out of their corporations where they can go into a nice little cafeteria, sit with their coworkers, and get a salad or something. Let's go sit on a park bench next to, well, you know, what's, what's around in San Francisco. So the, the arrogance of, of the, the public uh, officials to say, we don't want employees biking or driving into their office, staying there all day long and going home. What, what, who cares what you, don't, what you want? How, how does anybody have that kind of arrogance? And how do they keep getting elected? Well, it's easy because they're in San Francisco. That's why people there are, are idiots. But that's just, just look at the city. It's getting ready to fall apart. So this is the exact kind of thing that, uh, to me, it's stuff like this. That's why Donald Trump is president of the United States, and that's why Selena Zito says he's going to win again, because there's stuff like this going on. And in San Francisco, they probably think that when they hear this, they think, I'm talking about the people in San Francisco, they think it's wonderful. But And he's, he's never going to win California. There are too many idiots out there. But when, when people around the country see this, they say, what do you mean they're going to take away the cafeteria where I work? I like eating there. Leave me alone. And... This is what she's talking about. I think it's a, she was brilliant, smarter than everybody. She's going to be on Face the Nation on Sunday. You can check that out on CBS. And I want to have her back again also because she did a great piece with a bunch of kids from Harvard. She took them for a ride in a van and got their impressions of the country and taught them some lessons about what's outside of Harvard. We'll see you tomorrow. Or actually, we'll see you on Monday. Thanks for being here. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.